Welcome to Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Ruschak. I'm here with John Paul, the PR guy. Welcome. Thank you, Ms. Emma. How are you doing? How are y'all doing? How are y'all doing? What's going on? Yay! <laughs> I know. We have such a good synergy together. Okay. So, um, now, you do a lot of PR for authors, usually. Now, mm-hmm. the PR world is... If you look at it from an outsider's point of view, it's so boring. But if you think about it, we do PR every day in everything we do. So mm-hmm. what do you do a little bit? What I do pretty much is I focus on three things. One, I focus on getting you attention in the market. I pull out the core of the core of the core of what you're trying to do in this, in this life based on what you bring to the table and if you need to tweak it or if you need to start from a fresh, like if you're starting from ground zero and you're going to wherever you're trying to go, I, I pull out the stereotypical blueprints in life, um, which is like the four-hour work week and getting yourself uh, expert status and then building your platform and then helping you with your business model so that it performs the way you're trying to perform. So, for example, if you have, um, let's say, some of my clients, they believe that they have a life mission and after here on this planet to do a few certain things um, with what they're doing with their lives. So by focusing on what that is, I tweak my program and PR guy skills of business models to their message and then just promote them. And like most public relations people, I spend them and try to keep them abreast of the media. Sometimes I've noticed with some clients, they really don't get what I'm talking about. Um, with like I have one client right now, he just – he, I mean, he's very focused on, like, the specific advantage point that mentions exactly what he's into, which looks good for him because it makes him more of the solidified expert of what he's into. But based on what I'm into and what he's, what we're working together with, I try to bend it a little to join him in the conversation. But he's really, he's really very narrow as far as in how he wants to represent his business and how he's doing it. So that's cool. I'm, I'm cool with that, and, and we, I'm just trying to work with him on that level. I have other clients who are starting from other things because the, the niches that I really love are kind of like the Harry Potter-ish types of niches. You may or may not need me in my services, for example, per se, but when we do team up, if we're supposed to, then perhaps, you know, we can tweak it and get it going even further with what you're trying to do uh, based on the promoting you in the market and getting a tweak to your business line of what you're already doing in your market. And once once clients figure out what I'm really uh, capable of, what I can do, then they really want to – last on to work with me. Like I have one client, we're just trading services right now. Um, basically, she's learning from me as I'm promoting her. And for example, um, I have one website that I built for her based on who she is. And she's been waiting for certain things to take place and what her circles is. Yes, of course, she's had a few life setbacks. Her husband did pass. God rest his soul, Mr. Steve. But make a long story short, um, she's been plugging and chugging quite a long. She's about 70-something years old and are years young, and um, she's just she's just doing what she does best, and I'm working with her with what she's doing, and she's an expert top level at her game based on her own life experience, and that's one thing I have to keep in mind when I'm working with clients is that, yes, you may be involved in certain niches where you do certain things, but at the end of the day, it's all about you and your experience in your life and then us getting together striking some sort of win-win-win and then working together with what we need to work on, bringing what I bring to the table as well as what you're doing or my clients are doing, and 
getting your message out there so you can help more people help right. themselves. So because, okay, regardless if you are a fictional author with sci-fi, fantasy, drama, whatever, or a mm-hmm. self-help guru, if you don't have the PR, the way to connect to your readers, you're not going to find your readers. Yeah, you are so right. I mean, you have to have someone behind you so you can concentrate on your books, your talent. Well, the person behind you is actually getting you in front of your readers. You are so right, and that is exactly what public relation does. It's because you need to focus on what you do best, which for most of my clients is writing and and, uh, giving their expertise in exchange for a win-win. And once I figure out what you're into, I just, because of my skill set and the job of public relations, um, most public relations people monitor thousands of markets because you never know. Just because you have one client, just because a client may have their clients that they serve in a certain theoretical niche, per se, let's say self-help, what happens is is that how off, how many, how many, how did you go, like, for example, uh, many business owners have, have this is like cliche for most business owners, how many quote-unquote money-making books did you buy before you got into doing what you actually do? Right. Like, did you, did you, did you jump down a real estate path? How many, how many money-making adventures did you try or not try or did or didn't work out before you actually got into doing what you, is your bread and butter, so to speak, or what you really enjoy doing? And some people are born and they step right into it. Some people have to figure it out. Some people just, you know, whatever. But where, how many times have you done what you've done to do what you do and where you have you not done it? And then we just figure out what's happening, what's missing, and then you focus on what you're good at, I focus on what I'm good at, and we just keep going for it. Exactly, because I was in a, a conference yesterday off and on between radio shows because <laughs> I forgot I had a conference in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, I have a conference and a radio call. Okay, I put the conference on mute and do the radio call. So I'm watching subtitles and doing a radio show. Mm. <laughs> but at the same time, that there, the one speaker, he's a self-help person. He's a mm. multi made millionaire mm-hmm. and he went through he said he started when he was 16 buying mm-hmm. all these programs because when he was 16 we didn't have internet we had classifieds so what do mm-hmm. you go do you do r- workshops and you try to go through the workshops but the workshops aren't helping because you're not clicking in your head so what a pr person does is go okay we have all these workshops now we have to tweak the message to connect mm-hmm. with that one person that's not getting it in their head. Mm-hmm. So that's what he does. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's beautiful with what's happening is uh, making the message simplistic so that the idea of people you're here to serve pop for you and come to you and gravitate, which is the whole idea of being an influencer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, think, if you think about it, to some degree, whether you do or don't like the mainstream media moguls like your Kim Kardashians, your Jay-Z's, your Beyonce's, um, your George Brett's, your famous basketball player, I mean, whoever, your, I mean, your Garth Brooks or whatever, Marilyn Manson's, I mean, just because you may or may not identify with them per se and be their perhaps quote-unquote number one fan, there may or may not be something about them 
something that you may or may not admire if you actually take the time to think about it and ask the question, even though you do or do not not like this person, what can you learn from this person that you can apply to yourself so that you can do what you got to do to help your life be better? And that's the beauty of public relations or being able to think open-minded is, is that if you can monitor enough things and then pull enough slices of different pies together, all of a sudden you have a brand new recipe that some people may like more than others. And then you can sell that recipe and niche it out to different ways. And how many times just with that one recipe can you apply it to different dishes? And Brownie was talking about the different ingredients that you can take from that recipe and apply to something else. We're just talking about one specific recipe that you mastered and then married into as many businesses as possible. Exactly. I mean, okay. My business as as a whole, I have the publishing side because I'm an mm-hmm. author and a publisher. And then I do the graphic designs for the covers. That's all publishing. Mm-hmm. Now you take, go from there, you add in the radio show, Dove and Dragon Radio, which mm-hmm. we're on right now. And then from there, you have the whole film side. So I do all that under one umbrella, and then I have people that are helping me in the different parts of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you have the PR side that I completely don't understand. And the thing is, I'm in marketing. Mm-hmm. And I still don't understand PR for what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the beauty of PR in a nutshell, it's like this public relations, from the way it was explained to me, is like the personality of your business. And I, th- I think that um, if public relations or publicists or PR people, which may or may not be wearing different subtitles within those um, titles themselves and different uh, flavors of hats, per se, or styles of hats, and then we're not even talking about individuals and the way they do things. But the thing about it is that at the, at the nitty-gritty, public relations is kind of like the personality of your business. Um, and like I was saying before, um, there's a quote, famous quote by Bill Gates that said if he ever had a couple of hundred dollars left over to launch a business, he would invest it in public relations. Um, and if you think about it, I mean, if if Bill Gates is, it would even be noted as quoted as saying that, then if he would say that, then you have to actually think about, I mean, because you think about it, to get on the news, you need somebody to pitch your story to the news journals, which is what a public relations does. So a public relations person is trying to sell your story or a slice of your story to a certain person in the media, which may or may not be a TechCrunch or a Thrive Global or a Huffington Post or some author within those genres. Um, but they're trying to represent you and what you bring to the table to get in front of them. Now, the marketing, from my understanding, and this is the beauty of certain books that if you read that are out there, mm-hmm. my understanding is like this. There's marketing, product development, um, salesmanship, and copywriting. And if you know marketing, marketing cuts the deals for the other three. But if you know marketing, you kind of know all four of those, and those four jobs have at the end of the day, keeping it real, real 100, those four jobs have a theoretical limitless income with the right person who's only concerned about results. And believe me, those jobs are out there. It's called direct response. And that's the beauty of direct response, that that is what that's about. And that's the beauty that I bring to the table to a degree is, is that I'm bringing a hybrid combo of direct response with your business model 
but it's based on a public relations spin-off twist of how we get yourself out there. So I use direct response on your business model, but I represent you from a public relations standpoint to get your message to the right people. So that's been the, the approach that I've been taking with public relations. See, you, you take what I'm learning through everything I'm doing and take it one step further. But mm-hmm. then again, my brain is so scattered because running a company is completely different from just focusing solely on one part of the marketing or the PR. Or Anyone that says they can run a company and do the marketing is full of BS. <laughs> but see, that's the beauty. But, but that, then again, it's all about your business model, which mm-hmm. makes art, artificial intelligence or AI mm-hmm. a beautiful a beautiful equation in the equation, a beautiful mm-hmm. crux in the equ- equation. Because when I first got introduced to AI, I was blown away by what they were doing with it, and I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that this was a four-hour work week business that was making six figures the first year. And when I looked into buying it, I couldn't believe that the guy had built the product wrong and had to work four hours a week to make $20,000 a month and keep ten grand in his pocket because he built the product wrong. He could have worked even less if he had take the, taken the four hours he was doing in customer service and put those questions that he was spending on four hours doing his work week business to make six figures a year. If he had taken those questions and built them into the product, he could have worked even less than four hours a week. That's insane. And yes, yes, and that's that's what I noticed when I was looking at that business for sale. But the thing about it was when I was looking at it, I was all gung-ho because I was like, oh, man, I'm going to tear this business up. But then when I started looking at it, he had a lot of bad press uh, for the business. I mean, that's just how those businesses work. I mean, they're self-designed to be lifestyle businesses, not necessarily yeah. – I mean, you know, that's, that's the beauty of what, what they do. And he just flipped it, kept the product, and sold it under a different label after he sold it eventually. But, I mean, that's the beauty of some of those business models is that they are allowable to do that. So That's completely insane, but, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's I blow you. I blow you. Yeah, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, blow you, I'll blow your mind with one more. I was actually, um, I, when I first got into um, this whole thing, I ran into a business that was a $2.5 million four-hour workweek business. The person that stayed up, the clients that stayed on this product, it was a health and wellness business. The clients that stayed on this product stayed on the average of about three and a half months. So the business was making about $250,000 a month for an average profit ride of three months. You know, so and it was only he only had four or five people on his team, and everything else was outsourced through other things. And so the core of his team was only four or five people, and everything else was outsourced, and everybody was happily running it. He just wanted me to get my team in there, buy the business, and move on. And so it was just like, I mean, you can take it as far as you want to go. I right. mean, people look at people look at Joe Olstein. Many pastors look at Joe Olstein, and they're jealous because. The theory behind Joel Osteen is, if you look at what Joel Osteen says, last time I checked about himself, is is that he's an inspirational speaker, which mm-hmm. is different than most pastors who do everything that wishing they could get on Joel Osteen's level. But Joel Osteen's dad has set up the structure of everything. And so Joel Osteen only focuses on, last time I checked through certain sources who are in those realms, that Joel Osteen, all he has to do 
every week is just focus on the message and get his message perfected and then get, deliver that. And he has his whole team in place to do everything else. And, I mean, that's just how Joel Osteen does what he does. Last time I checked, if that's really still true to this day. But the business model is a business model, and if it's replicatable, which is why I do admire people like a Joel Osteen as an example, is that he applies business principles to what he's doing, whether you do or don't agree with the message, the, me the method, is applicable and applicable to anybody that wants to recognize what it is and then apply it to what you want to do. Right. I mean, depending on your, okay, I know off the top of my head six different self-help or motivational speakers. Mm -hmm. Top of my head. All the messages are similar. Mm -hmm. One of them makes 200-some thousand a year. Mm -hmm. One of them is barely making $10,000 a year. Mm -hmm. It's not in the message. It's in the delivery. But you have mm -hmm. to get, get the delivery to your audience. The one mm -hmm. that's making $200,000 a year has a great PR person. Mm -hmm. The one that's making $10,000 a year has no PR whatsoever. There you go. See? Now, if you'd like to introduce me to that person, I would like to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would I would like to see how that could work out based on what we're working with and see what could pop. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> that, my, that man, that's my kind. That's my. She's like, dude. That's that's my next. That's my next project. I don't need you to get my wiggle room space. Thanks for the presentation, but you know that's my kind. But no, maybe next. Time, you know. <laughs> yeah, I she's mean, like, get, she's like, get in line, get in line, get in line. <laughs> exactly. That's what we do, though. We uh, find these people that need the help and we connect because okay they have a great message wonderful they need PR mm -hmm. if you doesn't as an author you can have a great book I, I know so many NDR authors there's like 5,000 that I know constantly I'm talking to mm -hmm. they have great books I'm like okay what's your PA do for you is your PA helping you get book sales, or are they just posting on Facebook? Yeah. Is your PA doing this? Is your PA doing that? What's your book sales to look like? Well, we don't see book sales. Okay, so your PA that you're paying money to isn't doing anything for your brand. You need a PR person. <clears throat> Let's level up a little bit. Take the same amount of money that you're paying for your PA get a PR. Now mm -hmm. you have a PR. Now you're on TV. Now where's your book sales out? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, what is the message matching with the market? And then are you getting in front of the right people? And like you're saying, so. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all about your presentation, one, how you're presenting yourself to the market, and also how much time you're building your brand. Yeah, and the other thing that I've noticed is it's also how you present yourself to the public relations person that you're working with, mm -hmm. which sometimes may or may not be how long it takes for you to get where you really think you really want to go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that might be what's wrong with some people that you may or may not work with if you are or aren't into those kinds of things. Right. I mean, you don't if, if you don't have synergy with your PR person and you're not telling them everything you're trying to accomplish, they're not mm -hmm. going to be able to have a great 
rubbered for with you. Mm-hmm. They're going to work for you. Yeah, they may increase your sales a little bit, but they're not working to their full potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I've noticed is about working with some of these things and based on some, uh, how would you say, experts in the niche based on, um, like, learning styles from, like, public relations and public and business models. Some people, there's, like, a, there's a quiet quote in some circles is that the reason why some people may or may not get out of the public relations circle or working as a public relations person to a degree is sometimes there's ROI, which is return on investment. There's mm-hmm. click-through rate, CTR. There's EPC, earnings per click. And then there's this fun little graphic called ROE, which is return on effort. And when I saw that applied to the four-hour workweek business model, I was like, that's the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you read certain books and certain wizards out there who are in marketing, is that some people that you work with, really, you're not supposed You can work with them, but at the end of the day, they may not help you get to where you're supposed to be going in life. They may be actually stopping you from where you're trying to go in life. So, But that may be there for a reason to spur you on in the right direction. So, Exactly. It all depends because, okay, I'm one of these people, based on my, my belief system, that everyone connects with people in your life in a moment of your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're either here to help you or teach you something. Hmm. Even the person that gives you the most negative experience, they're teaching you something. Mm-hmm. But they're meant to be in your life at the exact moment. Mm-hmm. When you take that and apply that to your PR person, if you listen to them, they're teaching you something. And you can apply that to whatever message you're trying to get out there. Yes, yes, yes. You are so right, which is why I love working with some of the clients that I'm working with because, I mean, based on what's possible in a certain Harry Potterish niches that I'm working with and that I really enjoy is that do people really realize what's really possible with what they're truly working with, with what they're saying they're working with? Mm-hmm. But based on the evidence of what they have in the market, it's like, one of two things may or may not be happening, and the third may be what is, is possible. The first thing is they may not really realize what they're really sitting on. And my, many times when I'm looking at my clients' products and services, it's like they do some really cool stuff. But when you start looking at all these people out there who are, like, similar but not the same in what they're doing, it's like you, one person's book may have everything you ever, ever wanted to know that's out there, and they may have solved your whole dilemma and your whole problem in a nutshell in one book or one sentence or one thing, one strategy. And then there may be, but it may have taken you like 30 clients to get to that point before you find that one nugget, and then you find that nugget, and it's just like, like with my one client right now, she has this book on 50 meditations that is no longer on the market because of her publishing deal overseas. But that one book, like she asked me, have you read my other books? I'm like, uh, Miss Margaret, I'm still stuck on your 50 meditations because it's like you solved everything that I was looking for in that book. And it's like, it's not that I'm not wanting to read the rest of your stuff. I mean, I know your stuff's going to work because you know hypnosis, you know neurolinguistic programming. I know your stuff is going to work the way you say it works. But this book of 50 meditations and what I've done with meditations myself 
and then looking at your stuff and then other people out there in the market and how you have pretty much just your meditations in this book are like, these are meditations for you. And these are just what, what she says in a the book. These are just certain meditations that she was supposed to put in a book from her spiritual guides. But when you look at it, it's like, when you, and then when you start listening to what, she, I mean, this is me personally listening to my yeah. clients. It's like when you listen to what your clients are really into, and if you really love what you're doing, I mean, you'll be amazed by everybody that comes across your way that may or may not be into what you're doing. But it's like, it's like, oh, my God, where are you? Can, can I come see you? <laughs> I know. You find these, okay, as a publisher, I am so blessed with, I get to pick and choose who I publish. Mm-hmm. And if I don't work well with the person personally or I can't connect with them on a personal level, I can't publish their book because, one, mm-hmm. we're going to rub each other the wrong way. And I don't mm-hmm. want that. That's negativity. I don't, yeah. I, I can't have that. So yeah. I'm so blessed I get to pick my clients. Mm-hmm. And everything I read from my clients, I'm like, oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like this, I mean, you can believe in yourself all you want to, but if you don't believe in somebody else and if you don't mesh together with what you believe in, mm-hmm. that's where the synergy is that you're talking about may or may not be happening with certain people you may or may not be working with. And right. that is pre- that's pretty much what synergy is. It's when beliefs match up with everything else that's out there. And then from there, it just makes the whole workable whatever you're into easy. You know, I mean, it's like it's like this phone call right here. I mean, you know, a radio show, it's like... If the conversation wasn't going the way it was going, it wouldn't be going the way it's going because we wouldn't theoretically be meshing on the same sounding board that we're talking about. Right. And it, okay, when you're talking to someone, one, you have to find the common ground. Then mm-hmm. you have to find the energy level between the two people to make sure the energy messes. Even two mm-hmm. people talking about the same topic doesn't mean you're going to have the same energy level. Mm-hmm. There's some people that you're going to be talking about, let's see, a topic, animal care, okay? That's mm-hmm. something completely off the wall that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but mm-hmm. two people can talk about how to care for an animal, same, same animal, nothing wrong with the animal, but two different people that don't have the same energy level even though they're both experts in the field, are going to tell you, are going to have an argument over how to take care of this animal. Mm-hmm. It's the same principle when you're talking to a PR person, a publisher, or someone you're working with. If you're not meshing energy, if you're not meshing um, belief systems, you're not going to be able to work together. You are so right. and That's exactly what you're talking about. And it's like, if you don't match, you don't match, figure it out quick and move on or get together and do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's something that you have to have this energy, this synergy with whoever you work with because that's what's going to take your product further. Your team has to be a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. If they're not a reflection of you, they're not going to be able to work your program. You are so right. You are so right. Which is why, again, I keep going back to um, when I say charmwishpr.com and what I represent. It's like you got a business. What's your wish? Charmwishpr.com. Mm-hmm. 
You got PR, got a business, what's your wish? CharmWishPR.com. My name is John Paul, PR guy, sitting here chit-chatting with Miss Melissa, and we're talking about both opportunities for people out there. And one, working with Melissa to get you going with where she's trying to get you going, and two, working with me, John Paul, PR guy, CharmWishPR.com to get you where I can take you. And either way, you, you're going to get there some kind of way. And then you may not be working with either of us. Matter of fact, you might be on this call doing this very talk, looking for people you're dancing, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can work with John here. He can call me up and get you yeah. on my show. Exactly. And see what I'm saying? See, this is what we do. We cross-promote. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I my, – matter of fact, I think you've had two or three of my clients. No, you've had two of my clients so far, Miss um, Miss Marcy Kosich. Mm-hmm. I just met her within the last month or so, and she's just been wild. She does amazing stuff with oh, her yeah. theta. Oh, yeah, I just did her, her, uh, her videos for the interview is up on IGTV. And within six minutes, she has over 1,000 listeners. Wow, and that's something, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that she, and she has got some amazing stuff. Yeah, she just texted me right before uh, she went on the show that um, she just got, she's working on her Amazon bio right now mm-hmm. um, so I could write a press release about it. And did Miss Margaret, Dr. Margaret, um, Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Coops, have you done her yet? I have not done her yet. I have her scheduled. Yes, right. She's scheduled. That's what it is. Yes, that woman is amazing. I swear to God. I mean, actually, all my clients are amazing, but actually, she was my first one. And if I ever told you how I got, in, she knows how I got involved with getting her my client. And that's where really one of the main ones I'm working with. But I mean, it's like, it's like, and they all. And this is kind of funny is there's another client who um, knows all three of them, and they've all been on each other's shows. And um, her name is someone else. I'm trying to get her on your show as well, Miss Doc, Miss Janet. And she is actually, last time I checked, trying to represent um, the Tantra meditational um, lovemaking. And I just bought her book. And I swear to God, I wrote my own personal copy on this before I met her. And the way America's system is set up is if you don't, like I wrote a book called, uh, what's it called, Humph Interesting. And it's basically all the catchphrases of America and psyche that deal with relationships in a nutshell. And if you, when you read that, you'll be like, oh, that's my problem. America, as a, as a nutshell, is not set up for a tantra involvement style meditational relationship. But you can make it work. But the average, average person in America doesn't theoretically have the time to make love to their husband or wife or partner every day to make and really try to make love to them to make the relationship work. The, the American lifestyle is not theoretically built for that uh, as, a, as a tongue-in-cheek thing. But once you read uh, Dr. Janet's books, it's like, bam, she shows you how to do it. And it's like you can truly fall in love with anybody that's out there if that's what you want to do. So right. anyway, I'm trying to get yeah. her on your show to represent what she's working with. And so she's, 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 she's actually in Hawaii right now, but we'll see what happens. But Well, you know how to get – uh, um, your clients on my show. I mean, <laughs> I got two of them. One in the hopper. It's so simple. I mean, seriously, I love working with the PR people because I streamline everything for them. It's so, mm-hmm. and that's me working with an author one or two times. Okay, I'll see what you're doing. Okay, great. I may or may not 
have you on my show. If you have a mm-hmm. PR person reaching out to me, you're guaranteed to get on my show. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's and see, but see, that's that's how you work your experience for your life because that's what works for you. See, mm-hmm. like you started off the phone call, you started off. It's hard for a person to do their own business and do their own marketing at the same time. And look at how you do it. You know, see, yeah. so you just told them how to get on your show. Yeah, you have to. You almost have to have a PR or a PA to get on my show at this point. This mm-hmm. is how popular this show has taken off since this COVID thing. Mm. If I'm doing three to four shows a day right now, and before mm. COVID, I was doing one a week. <laughs> yeah, I saw a quote on social media that came out that said, you know, now all of a sudden thousands of podcasts come out of the woodwork, and the guy's like, we may or may not need these podcasts, but... <laughs> But it's like the ones that are popping are popping and the ones like yours. And so that's mm-hmm. so many people sitting at home. What are you going to do? Yep, yeah. Turn on the radio. Just, oh, I like that. Yeah, who is this? What book is that? Where, where's your book at? Okay, exactly. yeah. And like I said, it's six-minute magic because I post on IGTV within six minutes, my guests get at least 1,000 views. I have one that's like 2,800 within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. My reach... Now, the reach of who's seeing this is like 20,000. But I mean listening to the entire podcast is guaranteed 1,000. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time. Is that 35 minutes, 54 seconds, 55 seconds, 56 seconds, 57 (laughs) (laughs) This is what we do, though. John, it was so great talking to you. I look forward to working with more of your clients. And... For everyone out there, get a hold of John. If you're, you know, it's a conversation. You may or not, may or may not work well, but mm-hmm. it's a wonderful conversation, and everyone needs a little PR. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Good luck to everybody. Stay COVID, stay free. And here's one more tip for you. Make love, not war. Just wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have a wonderful day, John. Thank you. You too, miss. All right. Um, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.